Hey, this is Grease Alvis. Welcome to Tales of Recovery. Another episode on a bunch of lies that we've been told that um, I'm going to talk about here right now. So Tales of Recovery is completely about recovering the life that is your birthright. And as we tell stories here about what we had to go through and the resilience and the um, reprogramming and the fight that we've had to do to actually get our lives back. And when I say ours, I mean mine, of course, but also my guests and whoever's out there listening. And then you recover what you've known or hopefully have had a glimpse of knowing since you were little that you have a birthright for a specific freedom to be you and not what other people programmed you to be. So today, the topic is kind versus polite. And I did a little poll over here on Instagram about what do you think? You want to be kind or polite? And I was just really surprised about how many people voted for polite. And I, you know, my kids, I don't want polite kids, to be honest. I want kind, strong, boundary, awesome kids. And when you just train them to be polite, you end up, I think, kind of like me, you know, a hot freaking mess until you realize that there was an underlying thing that is missing, which is self-love, self-compassion, so that you can be kind to yourself first and out of there stem from others. So what do you think? I mean, you want kind or you want polite? I wrote down definitions. Let me tell you what kind is defined as. So the definition of kind is walking in a feeling of love, right? It's having, it's a kind is of a good or benevolent nature, Having, showing, or proceeding from benevolence, humane, considerate, often following by two. So you're considerate to you, to a specific person, or an animal, or whatever. And the definition of polite, because in my opinion, polite is bullshit. It's acting and pretending if you don't have an underlying self-love and a choice. And that's kind of how we're trained to grow up here and to be. So the definition of polite is very interesting. <laughs> I cannot wait to read this. So this is what Polite says. Having or showing behavior that is respectful and considerate of other people. So yes, we want to be respectful and considerate of other people. But we want to be first considerate of, uh, of us. And the second one is relating to people who regard themselves as more cultured and refined than others. Lord have mercy. And so this is where we're going. Yes, this is where we're going. And you don't have to listen. You can go play another podcast. But I really am very, very passionate about the freedom that we need to acknowledge that we have a birthright to and not having to behave in a specific way when we're freaking white knuckling and dying inside. <clears throat> this is very common in, I'm assuming in lots of other cultures, but I can only speak from the culture that I grew up with, which is Mexican women and um you know, and we're just trained to, for example, yesterday, I was thinking of what happens, like, I, I think sometimes being polite is like, you know, you're acting, you're pretending, it's like very conniving, because inside, you're white knuckling, because you hate this, but you've been taught and you've been trained that you have to do what the adults say, and that you have to act in a specific matter, and that you cannot, by any means, say how you feel, or that you don't like Uncle Joe, or, or Auntie Pooh, or the teacher from so-and-so, because you have to do what they say and you have to be polite. So being a trained to be polite removes your power. It removes your boundaries. You know, there's a saying in Mexico, calladita te ves más bonita, which means 
quiet, like with your mouth shut, you look more beautiful. Don't speak. Don't say anything. That is the biggest fucking lie. That's major bullshit. But you know, like I hear that and, and it's like, you know, it's like who wants coffee or what dressing do you want on your salad? It's so common. And you just grow up with these messages thinking that this is normal and this is how you're supposed to be. And that you can't say anything to your boss or to that coworker at the office or to somebody who's, you know, saying things that you, you don't agree with because you have to be polite. And what happens is we don't cultivate our kindness. And so when you actually end up speaking up, you screaming and you're like completely on the other side of madness now because this passive aggressive bullshit is eating you up. So how can we cultivate a kindness of ourselves so that this doesn't happen? Because, you know, polite behavior, like, it's going to come out. And it's the death of your soul if you don't address, in my opinion, we need to address the core wounds that we have. The core wounds we have need to be addressed, understood, and transformed. And a lot of this stuff is just being handed down to us by our parents, by their parents, by their grandparents, blah, blah, blah. And nobody really gets to the root of, is this right still? I mean, is this true? Maybe it served a purpose at a specific time. Maybe now we can take 10% of it and then redo the other 90% of it. And it's going to depend on what you want to do with your life. But what are the core wounds that we have? Because everyone's living in this denial of emotional intelligence, right? If you, you're, you're trained to be polite. And I see it with... You know, my kids are teenagers now. And so, you know, I fell into this trap when I was a little bit, when they were younger, to a degree. You know, I've always known they can kind of do whatever they want. And I've been um, fighting against them since I was young. My, my grandmother was so about being polite and so about being proper. And um, it really, it really hit a nerve with me. Like, why do I have to be in a specific way for you to freaking approve of me? For you to think that I don't have any worth or for society to think that I'm going to be accepted and okay. Like I have so many other things to give and I'm actually a really kind, cool person. Like I like people. I believe uh, we have a good and benevolent nature to begin with, regardless of what behavior you want to put on. But if you're treated like shit and if you're told that you have to stay quiet in order to have value and if you're told that if you don't behave a specific way, you know, or look a certain way or have a certain body or a face or a look or type of hair or, you know, a certain grades or whatever, then you're not worth it. Then this benevolence that is nature, <clears throat> that is naturally yours starts to wither away because you're not watering it and you're not nourishing it. And you're just going out of the outside acceptance and of people and this outside behavior of quote unquote polite bullshit. And so to go deep, you know, how do we cultivate this kindness? Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it, and everybody can find their own, but it's, it's really, it, it starts with being aware that you've been lied to. It's okay to say, oh, shit, I've been fucking lied to this whole time. Like, all this religion stuff is bullshit. All of this, if you don't behave things, you don't have value, is bullshit. Um, man, and there's a lot of grief in realizing that you've been lied to all these years. I mean, it's a process. To, to say, you know, first of all, wow, I'm not the only one that thinks this. Whew. That's good. I, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I think, for example, my mom probably would never say this. Even though now she believes that some of this is true and she doesn't care, 
and she did her own not caring through her life, but she would never say anything of the things that I'm saying, much less a podcast, because that's not polite. And even though she thinks it and believes it, it's not polite. So you don't speak up and you don't free this disease of the core wound that you have, of a belief that says that you're nothing unless you're beautiful and young and proper and quiet and have $50 million in the bank or famous or something. And that's just not true. It could be 1% of the whole freaking population. We're sitting here, we're all normal people, you know, we're walking around, taking out the trash, going to work, going to the beach with the kids, losing our shit because the kitchen didn't get cleaned up, and just trying to do our best. People are, we're trying to do the best we can. And of course, so is everybody else, the people training to be polite, blah, blah. But what I'm trying to get at here is that there's another option. And when you cultivate an awareness that that's not true, that your value is inside of you no matter what you look like, no matter what you feel like, and can we feel? Because we've also been taught not to feel because when you just have to be polite, you can express, I don't really want to go say hi to that person because I feel really yucky and my stomach is turning. Oh, no, you have to be polite. Go kiss all the old men, even though you're four years old, and I'll go, go say hi, give hugs to everyone, be polite. Fuck that. How about a big wave? I'm repeating myself. I say this all the time in some other podcasts. But today is just about comparing what being kind and being polite is. You know? So what do you really believe about yourself? Is your worth only good if you do X, Y, Z, if you behave in a specific way? Or is it because you are a divine being and you are all lovable? I mean, who breathes through you? What gives you your own uniqueness? There's no way we're just like these little robots that popped up because everybody has their own different handprint, their own different personality, and their own unique gifts. So no matter what your faith system is, there's breath, and there's this laughter, and this sorrow, and there's this magic that we each carry inside of our bodies. And that's the divinity that I'm talking about. For me, make up your own mind, but for me, this is what's been in there since you're very, very young, very, very young, thinking that there's something magical out there, something beautiful out there, or something that's really pissing you off because you just know that's not right. You know, I read recently, well, I was told by a teacher, when a child is angry, it means that he's showing that there are signs of hope. It's when a child is super, super quiet that he doesn't really think there's hope. And then they go inwards and inwards and into depression. How many freaking depressed people are there nowadays? You know, here we are, like all this amazing technology and access to whatever in our fingertips, and people are killing themselves left and right because we're so suppressed of what we're supposed to feel. Because if you don't have this specific outdoor look, then you're of no value, and you can't express how you feel because your parents want you to behave a certain way since you're born. You're not having kids as little freaking pets. You know, you're creating these beings that are coming through you to this body to feel and emote and if you can somehow transform your own heart and your own awareness of your value and your kindness, I'm telling you, this shit's going to pour out to your kids. They'll be kind regardless. And when you're kind, you're considerate of others, which in turn can look like politeness. 
But you're not doing the politeness of relating to people who regard themselves as more cultured and refined than others bullshit, which is what we've been taught. You, I mean, they have to have, there has to be a balance in order for us to be free in this one lifetime that we get and not be trapped in just behavior modification. I'm telling you, that stuff in the end kills you. And here's the other thing that politeness, when we're trained to be polite, we're stripped of our boundaries because it's so deep ingrained. It's just like, you know, it's just like religion. It's so deep ingrained. I mean, when you finally realize that, oh, it's not really true, there's no Virgin Mary and Jesus didn't, I mean, you're like, what? You never really, I mean, maybe you doubted it, but you just kind of went with the flow because it's like watching a TV show every day, every day, like you're always watching Happy Days or whatever TV show. You just learn the song, you just learn the jingle, right? Happy days, what? You don't even think about it. It's just being in there, in your brain, just like a TV commercial or a radio song. This is what happens with the belief systems. You just go to church and so you just don't really care. It's just there, it's just a song. It's just like the Happy Day song. Yeah, whatever, we'll be happy. But it really, if you think about it, it goes deep down to your core programming of your brain and affects your behavior and your fear and it limits you of curiosity because you can't question. And then it goes into like when they train you to be polite. You can't question your parents because they're the ones that are feeding you and have a roof over your head. And if you don't do what they say, guess what? You don't get the keys to the car or money for that party you want to go to. So, okay, let's just, you know, let's just go with the flow until you hit rock bottom or you just realize like, what the hell? This isn't working. I feel sick. I'm getting depressed. You go to the doctor, you get a little pill. And you keep on going and you keep on going and then something else happens and then you have more disease because you're not regulating your nervous system because you're not going into the core system of emotions and of healing what has been ruined because of these freaking messages that you get that are just not humane. I mean, go sit in nature, go sit at the beach for a week in silence. The first couple days, you might lose your shit because all this program is coming and going, coming and going, but eventually your body gets used to and gets healed by the ocean and the trees and nature because we are part of this planet. We are born of it here. And we're removed from that and just go up in our heads and forget about the body and the emotions and the breath and that we have all these bones that move us around and that there's these blood vessels coming and going and that this is like a humongous miracle that is way more important and how can we just not be in awe of this and love this instead of beginning with the programming. It separates you and that's taken away with the boundaries of not being free to express, which is what happens when you're trained. We need, we need, we need to be polite, polite, polite. And when you begin to realize this and set some boundaries and say, you know what, wow, I mean, I really am going to be responsible for my own emotions with doing expressive work, going to therapy, you know, learning mindfulness, learning how to sit in silence. I mean, I have friends, people, clients, even family, I can't sit in silence for five minutes. Why not? Because you're being run by the intellect. And you're, you know, all these lies and all these bullshit and all these things are going to come up and you just don't want to hear it. But guess what? That's the way to address and understand and transform these core wounds that we have because of programming to be polite or to believe a certain bullshit thing that isn't exactly 100% true. 
And so you begin to realize, oh, I can actually say no. I'm not responsible for the emotions of other people. I'm responsible for mine. Let me see how I feel. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel desperate. I feel scared. What's going on here? I've never been able to say this. What do you mean it's a lie that I don't have to be polite to Uncle Joey and that I don't have to believe, you know, this priest, that I can actually speak my word at work and say, excuse me, I don't really agree with this situation. I'm not comfortable sitting next to Peter over here. Um, could we maybe just talk about what are some of the things that I bring to this company that I would like to address? I mean, that's, I mean, you might get shut down. You might have to go look for another job or you might lose a friend. But you're speaking your truth. You're not sitting there in silence putting up with this bullshit because you're trained to be polite. It is outdated programming. It's outdated we got to renew it. So you begin to learn this. You're like, oh, I got these boundaries. And let me just give you a boundary alert. Boundary alert. Boundary alert. <laughs> Other people are not going to like your boundaries. And they're going to push back. You just have to be ready for it. Right? They're going to try to suck you back in. And your own memories of all this programming will be like, well, maybe I should be nice. Maybe I should take that call. Maybe I should answer. Wouldn't that be... I'm not being polite. Okay, now stop for a moment and think. What happens when you open the door to being polite? Then you get sucked right back in. Maybe, you know, I can give an example. My mom has been super duper sick for a long time, and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's calling, and people are like, how is she, how is she? So I'm like the messenger of her house, until I'm like, you know what? Motherfuckers, if you want to know how she's coming, how she's doing, come to her house, knock on the door, see if they'll let you in and say hi. I am no longer going to be the messenger of this or that. Because I'm trying to be present in this last whatever years or months or whatever she has left. I don't know. Again, I could walk out the door right now and get run over by a bus. Boom. I'm gone. And this is the last episode, right? Of Tales of Recovery because I'm dead. But I don't need to answer any phone call. And I didn't really realize that um, because I was being polite. So I'm running myself to the ground, you know, with work and and cooking, which I love, and family, and all this grief, and, you know, with my dad, my brothers and sister, my brother and sister, and, and my husband, and, and then I have, you know, a hundred little messages that I have to respond, 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 until I realized, wow, that's really taking a lot of my energy, and that's part of the program of being polite, oh, okay, how about we just do a group message, and goodbye, I don't have to answer, and to realize that, a hundred percent, to be honest, I, you know, I did the Hoffman process two weeks ago, which was mind-blowing, and I kind of finally, it just culminated all of the <laughs> therapy and spiritual work and meditation that I've been doing for the last 20 years, and it was just, like, so clear, and finally, like, all this guilt has been removed, and if anybody out there wants to do the Hoffman process and has questions, text me, I'll talk to you about it, it's phenomenal, life-changing, and so... I'm aware now that when you don't have to take a call or say yes to all the, you know, people wanting to work with you, um, and you can choose, there's a little teeny voice in the back of your head saying, well, come on, you know, and that's just the programming trying to suck you back in. Or people talk a shit about, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing that. That's also them not liking the boundary. So that's the boundary alert. The boundary alert is that the program is deep, and you have to be aware of how you will live if you choose to be sucked back in, okay? Because 
you can choose to be free, have peace and hope, or you can choose to live angry, depressed, and unfulfilled because they suck you back in. And when I mean suck you back in, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like this heavy weight gets on my shoulders, like I'm carrying 55 bricks of politeness bullshit programming, and it's dropping here on top of my neck, and I'm feeling really heavy again, and I just want to go eat, you know, 300 animal fries from in and out because I can't take it anymore. Versus being free and taking care of myself, which is I don't need to answer those calls. It's just like the telemarketers. You don't answer those guys, right? Because what are they going to tell you? If they have some new vacuum cleaner, who even vacuums anymore? I just have floors. So don't you don't answer, you know? And it's not being rude if you've already answered once. And it's not being rude if out of the kindness of your heart, you're so worked up and you have so much love that you're like, you know, I really want to answer this call. Hey, go ahead, man. The kindness is amazing. But that's because you've worked on this transformation and you have such love for yourself that you want to pour it out to others. But it takes some work and it takes some time. And so, you know, I'm learning here to be compassionate to myself, to others, as I suggest you do to you, very compassionate to yourself and to others. This is like a lifetime of work and realizing that this um, outdated programming doesn't really want to leave in five minutes just because you make a decision. Oh, it takes some practice to get rid of that shit. It's just like those dumb computers that you think you cleared and you rebooted and they still keep messing up and the antivirus software isn't working. That's kind of what happens in your brain. So connecting your brain to your body and the emotions takes some work. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Ask for help. Ask for help. Because why not? You deserve it. It's so worth it. I mean, life is going to go by so fast. And so today is the day of knowing, you know, knowing what you value and how much you value it is the fire that illuminates the dark. It's a quote by Bill Adams. So what do you value? You know, do you value and how much do you value it? Because that's the fire that illuminates the dark. And if you feel darkness, if you feel sadness, if you feel desperate, if you feel like, ah, I got to go deal with this BS again. I have to go to this reunion. Work is killing me. Come on now. Do the work to transform. You don't have to live like this. You know, the price of appearances is too expensive. And you're the one that pays it. Nobody else pays it. And immediately we can go to like, oh, yeah, the appearances. You know, you, the people are getting into debt buying all these fancy shoes and cars in order to appear that they have the money. Yeah, that's one part that's not good. But the other part of appearances is to... Have a smile and pretend that you're really enjoying being in a place when you're not. If you're having trouble in your relationships and you're just pretending because, well, you can't ever get divorced or you can't ever... Go get some counseling. Speak your truth. Work your grief out. Express. Find different friends. Or tell your friends, you know, I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable and this is what's happening. You know, every time we get together, we're drinking 50 bottles of wine. What's going on? I mean, you can question things. It's just curiosity. Or, you know, or you can just be polite and keep on going until you're in your deathbed thinking, what the hell was I thinking? Was I even true to myself? You know, we're dying. We're all going to die. And my friend Sarah just gave me this app called We Croak. She told me about it. And it gives you reminders, <laughs> two to three reminders a day about how you're on this time clock and it's ticking and life is a gift. 
and it's not going to go forever, you know. Um, the quote I got today by Emily Dickinson is, there is no first or last in forever. It is center there all the time. We're in all the time essence. And if we're limiting this all the time essence with behavioral software of politeness and belief systems, we're missing out. So go out, man. Go sit, go to the beach, go sit under a tree, and just write down what you think is getting in the way of your freedom. And what price are you paying for it? What's the price? You know, what is your value? What do you value? I value freedom, I value expression, I value recovery, and you know, I value humanity because out of this, you don't have no idea how we can take care of each other and the planet and our animals and blah, the whole thing. There's, uh, there's no time to waste. There's no time to waste. So may you be well, may you have peace, may you know what you're investing in, whether it's your freedom and your kindness and your love or just behaving to survive. Because you get to thrive in this lifetime. <sighs> Thanks for listening to Tales of Recovery. We'll see you next time. I would, uh, I choose kindness to myself and from there to others. Peace and light.